I love in life when things come full circle. And I think our podcast has a really good example of that. I think I speak for both of us when I say we have no clue what we're doing. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So we are working with Jeff Dowler and his company, which is? 1022 Projects. 1022 Projects. So for those of you that might not know who Jeff is, he was, we live in Atlanta, And he was on the radio here for years and I was an avid listener. And so I don't know, it's at the beginning of our shirt project. So about three years ago, I'm shopping in Target one day and all of a sudden I start getting texts and phone calls and I'm like, what's going on? And so I finally answered the call from a friend and she was like, Jeff Deller on Star 94 just said, you know, that they're going to talk about you after the break. So I do what any rational person would do. I throw my target (laughs) card to the side and I run to my car. And so I'm out there waiting and I made it in time. Let's be clear. And so I turn it on and sure enough, he and the co-host then after the break started talking about Jordan's story. It was super cool. I loved Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So now fast forward three years. He's in our podcast studio. He's coaching us, you know, what to do. And I was More like, me than you, but yeah. I mean, we're, we're both pretty well winging this whole thing. So I tell him this circle, this full circle moment, because I didn't know if he even remembered. And I said, I, we, should, we should tell this on a podcast. And he looks at me straight face and he was like, I think we should wait a few episodes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yes. Why? And he goes, I want to make sure you're good before I go and put my name out there. And then he starts busting up laughing. So anyway, it was really funny. We're recording this before our first podcast goes live. So the verdict is still out on whether or not we're going to be any good at all. But we are blasting his name out there as partnering with us. And we're just super excited. And when it comes full circle like that, it's fun. Yeah. And I listen to their upside with Jeff and Callie. It's or Callie and Jeff. It's it's really nice. They do put one out every single day. I, I, can, I cannot imagine. I can't imagine doing yeah. a podcast every day. But like he yeah. said, you know, when you've been on the radio for that many years, yeah. it just comes so naturally. Right, right. Yeah. But it's good. It's good every day. Yeah. So anyway, that's our that's our fun fact for the day. <laughs> Welcome to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. I am Jackie, and today I have a special guest, Sarah, who will be doing a Q&A with me. Hey, Sarah. Hi. Sarah's slightly nervous. I did <laughs> not give her any forewarning that this was going to be going down. So she thinks she's going to be doing the reading of the questions, but don't worry, everybody. I will get her in on some of the answers, too. Don't worry. So thank you, Sarah, for joining in. Let's hear what you got. You have a list of questions you're going to ask me that we've kind of compiled from where? From Instagram, TikTok, all those social media. Okay. All righty. Let's hear what you got. Okay. First question. Why is Jordan's voice so deep? That is probably the question we get asked more than any other question. And it is really interesting because... I honestly didn't really notice it. Like, we're just so used to being around her every day. When we started TikTok, that's when it started happening. And the first time I was really just caught off guard by it. I was so surprised. 
but now I'm used to it because we get it asked every day, multiple times a day. So the short answer is, I don't really know. That's just the way she is. But I do believe she has autism. She has verbal apraxia. Speech never came naturally to her. She had to be taught every single word she's ever had. She did not acquire that speech until after she was six years old. So I think voice production has always been much harder for her. She has to work at it. And I don't know why, you know, in her mind, maybe that working at it has always came out deep. I have a bit of a deep voice, not that deep, of course. But um, I think it's the combination of that autism, verbal apraxia, the learning every word that's kind of just, you know, all come together to make her voice the way it is. But I tell people every day on social media, I am just so proud of the voice she has and how far she has come with it because it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So before she was able to speak, did you ever do sign language? We did do sign language. And it was kind of funny at the beginning, I did not want to because I really wanted her to talk. And I was afraid that sign language would get in the way of that when really it was the exact opposite. So we did teach her sign language. We taught her very, you know, modified sign language. It didn't matter that it wasn't exact. I just needed to know what it was, as with others. But one tip I would like to give parents when you think about sign language, the first kind of thing we were going to teach was more. And I think that's very common. But I had a speech therapist say, actually, I wouldn't teach more. That sign can be used for all these different things. You want to be able to teach her different signs. So instead of teaching more for drink, you would want to teach the sign drink. Instead, because more, if somebody just signs more, you have no idea what they want more of. At least if they sign drink, you can narrow it down then to what type of drink. The other thing when teaching signs that was very helpful with Jordan was instead of, if she would, if we would prompt her hand over hand to sign drink, instead of just going, getting her a full glass of drink, I would get the cup out. I would get the drink. I would pour her a little bit. She would drink it. Then if she wanted more, I would have her sign the word drink again. That way we were able to practice over and over without her being frustrated. Had I poured the whole cup, she would take a drink. I have to take it away from her to give it back. This way I'm always the giver. And so it became very motivating to sign because you knew you were going to get something. And so I just feel like in teaching sign language, you need to start with what or words, what, you know, if you're going to start with teaching your child words, it has to be something very motivating. Start with their favorite foods, their favorite toys, their favorite whatever, but do it in small bits. If your favorite is potato chips, give them one chip, have them sign again for another because you want to be the giver of it, not the taker away. So for us, sign language was really important. We potty trained her before she was able to speak. We taught her the sign language to potty. So she was able to communicate then when she had to go to the bathroom by signing. And what we found then is when we finally found that speech therapist to teach her words, she already knew the point of communication because she had learned that through signs. Had we waited, she would have a word, but she wouldn't have known what it meant. So she was able to quickly then use those words she learned and quickly turn it into conversation. So I'm a huge proponent of getting your child to communicate any way you can. 
Have you always been so hopeful towards Jordan? So I think hope comes in waves. Um, We have had some very low times in our autism journey. I think when she first got diagnosed, I didn't really know what we were doing. We were scared. We were alone. Everything I knew about parenting suddenly got turned upside down because of one word. And so it took years of like finding that hope, but it was also readjusting my expectations. I went through a grieving process kind of, of what as a parent I thought she was going to be. And it was the once I was able to get past that, adjust my feelings and know in the end, what I really want is a happy child. And anything else beyond that is icing on a cake. But when you see your child at their lowest, that is the hardest. So once we started figuring out, you know, she was having just huge bouts of anxiety when she was five and it was just debilitating. So once we started figuring that out and she became happy, I then became just much more hopeful about the future. Then she got to the age of like 16 and that fear starts coming back because suddenly everything you had learned was getting ready to come to an end. School was going to stop. What was she going to do? And it was literally, though, at that point, Ben and I sat down and talked and we were like, we have to shift our fear back to hope and a plan because we've seen there's nothing out there for her. We could live in this place forever. We could live in this, you know, doom and gloom. But in the end, it's going to hurt her. It's going to hurt our whole family. So I am a huge proponent of celebrating every success in life. And sometimes those successes may seem so small, but it's those little successes that turn into the big ones. So if you are a parent, you need to find that person that can share your joy with you. And a lot of times we assume someone without a child of a disability doesn't understand. But I do believe they can be your source of sharing your joy. And for everyone listening that doesn't have a child with autism, to help you understand how big something so small can be and help people rejoice in that. We see that every day on Jordan's page. When I share something she has overcome, I'll often say, I know this is little, but we'll have people commenting and saying, I, I, don't, ha- I don't have any loved one with autism, but I am so excited about that. And that's what everybody needs. You, you need to be your child's cheerleader, but we need that army to cheer us on as well. Oh, as well. And that to me is the source of hope. And I just think you're going through life one way or the other. If you can be hopeful and upbeat and and try to like celebrate those successes, I think it's going to help your mental well-being and your whole families. Uh, what is the most difficult part of the shirt shop journey? Uh, so, I mean, I absolutely love it. I love, I love, love, love all of the shirt shop and what it's done for all of us. Um, I would say the hardest part for me to have adjusted to over the years is when we get the harsh comments on social media. 
as a parent to hear people talking about your child in that way. The first, like when we first started TikTok, I mean, it was like a month in and I would just be crying and I'm not usually a crier. And I was like, I I can't do this, Ben. I, I can't. And until you're the one reading them, you don't understand. And he was kind of like, oh, it'll be okay. And I'm like, look at this. Look what this person says. Because like people would say, you know, she doesn't deserve to live. She does. And I was like, how can anyone think that way? But what it made me realize in my bubble that we've created in our world Everyone is great to Jordan. Like even random strangers at the grocery store. People being mean to her has not been our story. But it quickly made me realize this is what a lot of people face every day in the real world. And it broke my heart. And I was like, I'm not going to be quiet on this. I'm going to talk louder. Because this is our opportunity to start changing it for others. And while that's been the hardest thing for me to deal with... It's also one of the most rewarding to see her her whole army of supporters and followers come to her rescue when someone says something mean. Um, They will go on there and say, you can't say this. And that at least makes me feel good. And what I hope we start learning in society is we will stick up for people in all walks of life when we see things like that happening. And I hope parents will talk to their neurotypical children about if you see this happening at school, these are things you can do. Stick up for someone else. You know, be a friend. Don't go along with it. And also laughing is often just as hurtful as the person making fun. So I just feel like in some of our darkest moments of the journey, you know, which has been the the hard part of social media, I think there is so many lessons to be learned for all of us, but it was a wake up call for me because Jordan has never really experienced bullying. She's had an amazing time at school with supportive people. And so it was just so new to me to hear people say mean things. But I get messages from followers often that this is the life they live and that I think we have to work to change. Um, I don't know if anyone has noticed in any videos, but Jordan bites her fingers. Why does she do that? So she does like, well, you know, they're, they're they're bad. She bites them. She picks at them at some points in her lowest point. I mean, she basically has had no fingernail at all. Yeah. And so it comes and goes, it gets worse at times, better at times. I do think anxiety is part of it. I also think habit is part of it, but you came up with the idea recently for what? Well, they have nail polish that you can put on that is supposed to help people that bite their nails because it tastes bad. Um, but recently I've just been painting with regular nail polish to see if Maybe just her picking the nail polish off will make it so she doesn't pick at her skin or her nails. You also purchased a manicure kit. Yeah, and a manicure. So I've been giving her manicures and trying to get her fingers back to looking better. Because I know through my experience, I do the same thing. And so I get my nails done with SNS. I've always just kind of been reluctant to do that for Jordan because I'm afraid the thickness of it would yeah. make it hard with her fine motor. 
but I pick at mine without even really thinking mm-hmm. about it. So the manicure to get all the loose stuff off, I, I don't know. I'm really excited to see how it helps, but I posted, you know, I, I, I'm posting pictures, especially on in our Instagram stories along the journey of you doing manicures. So fingers crossed, it's going to really help. Uh, but she loves having it done. I think she likes having nail polish on. Yes. Um, where's her dad? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this is a funny thing. I've addressed this, I think a little bit on a different podcast, Ben and I have, um, because he is not often in the videos. That's just not his thing. But I think you can witness he's at the church (laughs) shop all the time. He's very, very active. It's just funny. I know this is going to shock everybody, but I'm more of the talker of the family. (laughs) And Ben is more of the listener and be like, okay, is she ever going to stop talking? Uh, but I mean, he'll do videos. That's just, I love social media and videos and doing them with Jordan. It's just not as much his thing. But he is very active. He's with us all the time. Um, he just stays behind the scenes more. Yeah, he does a lot of the like work that needs to be done around the shirt yes. shop and everything. Um, now into some less. Uh, What's it called? Heavy. Yes. Less heavy (laughs) questions. Where do you live? So we get this question actually a lot. We live in Georgia. But the part that confuses everybody is when you follow us on social media, you will see us often in either Kansas City Chiefs attire or St. Louis Cardinals. And the reason is Ben and I both grew up in a small town in Missouri. Jordan was born in Missouri. And so we moved from there when Jordan was like four, four, I think. And so it's one of those when you've lived somewhere else, a large piece of your heart just kind of stays in another state. And so it's so fun to keep following those teams. So we are big Chiefs and Cardinals fans. It is so cute. Like right now we're in baseball season. So Hudson goes to sleep every night with the St. Louis Cardinals game playing. He falls asleep before it's over. And so the next morning, the first thing he does is looks on his iPad to see if they won or not. So it's just, it's a fun thing, you know, to live in Atlanta and still have that connection to Missouri. So, and we have a lot of Missouri followers. People will sometimes ask where in Missouri, the town we are originally from, It's called Windsor, Missouri. It's close to Sedalia, Missouri, which is also fairly small, but bigger than Windsor. So we grew up, I think there's like 3,000 people in the town. I remember when we were moving to Georgia, I happened to come in at rush hour and I looked there and it was like downtown and there's like 16 lanes of traffic and I am looking around and I'm like, there are more people in my eyesight here than in my entire hometown. (laughs) What are we doing? And so I was slightly terrified. So we do love it in Atlanta now. Um, We've been here for probably 15 years, but we go back to Missouri once or twice a year to see my family, Ben's family, because they all live there in similar proximity. But go Chiefs, go Cards. Um, What are some things that Jordan likes to do for fun in her free time? Okay, so... I feel like this is a really important point for many reasons. For the longest time, I wanted Jordan to have friends. But what I realized is in order to have friends, you need to like to do stuff. So um, 
she still is limited on those things. But if you follow us, you know the girl loves to eat. So she loves going out to eat. But she also really loves to swim. She is, I mean, it's not, her strokes aren't the prettiest, but it's very functional. She can be safe in the water. And for anyone listening, you know, going off on a little bit of a side note here, drowning in autism is very common. Many kids with autism wander. Fortunately, that's not one of Jordan's issues, but it is very common. There are many families that have to live in their house with so many locks on doors because their kids can get out of anything. And unfortunately, kids with autism are often drawn to water. And so, so many times when a child goes missing, they end up being found having drowned in in water. So I am a huge advocate for water safety and trying to teach these kids how to swim. It does not have to be pretty. Like Jordan is not going to win a swimming contest, but she could get, you know, she can jump in the water over her head, swim to the side. She could fall in with clothes on. She could be safe. So, you know, you can try to find a swim instructor that is, you know, has experience with special needs. For us, it was a lot of her kind of, you know, practicing just with us going as a family. But um, that was kind of a side note there. But we look for a lot of activities that we can do as a whole family. So like I said, she loves to swim. We really enjoy going on hikes. I've said in another podcast, she and Hudson love to play hide and seek. Um, we have to teach, we had to teach Jordan to go into the bathroom while he hides because otherwise she cheats and she finds him. Um, but we have a trampoline because again, that was something good that they could both do together. We don't ride bikes as often as we should, but we do like riding bikes. So, I mean, she really loves to dance. If you've seen our videos, um, you'll know she dances often in, in the shirt shop, but she also just loves being at the shirt shop. She loves working, um, spending time here. But those are the, some of the things I would say she enjoys. She also loves golf carts. Um, she loves going for golf cart rides. And she's always down to go out to dinner or go always. get ice cream. Always. Or yes. go to Target, any of that. We are fortunate. She's very social. Like what you see on you know, our social media accounts, that is Jordan. She has rough times, don't get me wrong, but she loves being around people. That's, that fills her. Does she like to go to the movies? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should answer this one. <laughs> um, so one time, I, I don't remember why, we were, why I was taking her to the movies, but we went to the movies just for fun, and I let her pick the movie. We went to like some... Trolls or some yeah, type like of some movie like that. Movie. Because I thought she would like it. So we go in the theater, we have snacks, and I look literally two minutes into the movie and she is asleep. And so I was just sitting there like I could have I could have picked the movie and she would have been just fine sleeping. And she slept through the entire movie. And you texted me, you're like, uh, does she normally? I was like, oh yeah, she always, she loves going to the movies. <laughs> to but sleep. She literally, and she's not the type, she would not take a nap at home. I mean, if she took a nap at home, we'd be like, uh-oh, she's sick. But you put her in that movie theater, in that dark room, and a few minutes later, she's gone. And Sarah was like, uh, you could have mentioned that part. <laughs> and she also did that when you were doing a uh, speech. Yes. They had, it was kind of a dark lit room, and they had kind of the same chairs as like a movie theater. 
And I looked over and she was fast asleep and she had to go up on stage and talk. And she was, I had to wake her up. It was a whole thing. Yeah. So we do know if you put her in a theater state, you know, type room. Yeah. It's nap time for her. <laughs> um, this is a very, very, very commonly asked question. Do you ship outside of the U.S.? We probably get at least 20 requests a day for Canada. And I promise we want to. It's just complicated. So like the United States, every state has different sales tax regulations. Well, Canada does as well, except I don't, they call theirs, not states, but province. I don't know. Yeah, if you're yeah. Canadian, don't laugh if I got that a little bit wrong. But Everyone is different. And we know based on the number of requests we're getting that we're going to sell a lot there. So we have to be prepared for sales tax and we're just not ready to take that on. But I promise we hear you, we see you, we want to, and Canada is definitely next on our list. We just have to kind of get better prepared before we can take that on. But we're coming eventually. Hang on, be patient, um, because we do get a lot of requests. So I feel like a lot of people think that Jordan just drinks Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, soda. Does she only drink soda? You and I both know, no. She actually, she has her one small can at lunch, and she only, only at the shirt shop. We don't have soda at home, but she goes to the refrigerator all throughout the day and gets bottles of water. But she knows at lunch, she gets that reward. And we do the small cans, but she really, she's great. She, and we, we do laugh because she will take a bottle of water and she can chug that thing. <laughs> uh, but no, she, we actually have every once in a while people comment on that. You know, you shouldn't let her drink so much because I think people assume she just drinks cans of Pepsi all day long, but she doesn't. She drinks one small can at lunch. She does love it. But with Jordan, things she really, really likes is what she's going to talk about the most. It isn't overly fun. Like how many times do you see on social media people say, oh, I love drinking this bottle of water or versus how many times do you see on social media women being like, oh, look at my wine. It, it doesn't mean that person drinks wine 24 hours a day. It means that's the social thing they want to talk about. And for Jordan, that is Pepsi. But she drinks lots of water. She doesn't really care. I mean, she drink juice or milk, but that's not really her thing. But it actually is the same thing with food. I think people probably assume she eats spaghetti and pizza all day long. She is a great eater. And one of these days I will do a podcast specifically on Jordan's diet because I think people would be impressed. It took a lot of work to get her here, but she probably eats better in our family than Ben Hudson and I. So that would be a fun podcast because I know a lot of kids with autism really struggle with food and parents struggle with how to get their child to branch out from maybe like one or two foods, mm -hmm. McDonald's, French fries, goldfish. Like it's just really common. So not that our tips would work for everyone, but Jordan has come a long way in that, but she is a great eater great at drinking water. Um, but she, the girl does love a Pepsi and an iced coffee. We also don't get iced coffee every day. Although she is really funny. She's sometimes starting, we'll get in the car and she'll be like, um, 
an iced coffee sure sounds good <laughs> but she's funny she wouldn't just say hey mom let's stop and get an iced coffee she likes to hint at it and just think well maybe mom will decide <laughs> to swing by uh, but that may be my fault exactly okay so any of you all that are listening sarah drinks an iced coffee or what what is your go-to drink from uh, an ice crema macchiato from Starbucks. <laughs> a lot of people also ask, because Jordan talks a lot about her, she calls it coffee. But really what she loves is an iced vanilla latte with oat milk. That's her go-to drink. She will drink a hot one as well, but she likes the cold, cold ones yeah. better. So... Yeah, but that's the story on Jordan's drinking. But we will do another whole episode on that because I think people would be fascinated to hear more about her diet. Uh, that is all the questions. Okay. All right. Well, guys, I really appreciate all the questions you guys have for us on social media because I know it means that you care about her. And so I say this often, especially when it's in relation to her voice. I always welcome questions as long as they're done with respect and, you know, true caring. Our platform is all about helping bring awareness and understanding. So if you have questions, feel free to let us know on social media. We will be doing more episodes just like this one where we're answering your questions. So if you want to find us on social media, it's at Summer Shirt Project. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. But more than anything, I just want to thank you all for following along in our journey, cheering Jordan on and being our family's biggest supporter. And thank you to Sarah for filling in for Ben today. Ben was supposed to be doing this podcast with me and he just up and left and went to Home Depot and didn't tell us. So I went downstairs and said, Hey Sarah, I need you to do this. So Sarah, you are a great sport. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. We know your time is valuable. And we appreciate you spending it with us. Word of mouth is the number one way people learn about new podcasts. So we need your help for people to find us. Please, please, please tell everyone you know about our show. To learn more about our story and see our shirts, go to BeKindToEveryone.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good day, you guys.